This is Unlearned. I'm Kat. I'm Misha. And we're back. Second week in April. How are y'all feeling? Back at it with the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) I'm bringing it back. teenage foolery. (laughs) Bringing it back. So we're just gonna get right into it. I what was with my Barack Obama pods? Like, uh, uh, okay. That's how much I miss him. I'm unconsciously embodying his spirit. Yeah, like yes. I just transplant his face on. No, I can't do that. I can't put it on Trump because I'm like, what the hell's going right. on? <laughs> Barack! Barack, you used to be so in shape. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now you look like William Taft. <laughs> no. Michelle. Not Michelle. Taft. <laughs> you don't think Donald Trump looks like Taft? That's <laughs> why I said, no, don't put that image in my head. Like, Michelle, get to work on the fitness. <laughs> right. Y'all can't be all about this fitness and then right. looking yeah, like Taft. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't Photoshop Barack Obama's face on Donald Trump because he will look. It's a sin. Nasty. If I believed in sin, that's it. Right. <laughs> that's it. So we're going to start with our first segment, Slayer Name. Y'all know we got to do it monthly. We're trying monthly. to stay accountable to us and to y'all. Accountable to our goals. Misha, do you want to go first? <sighs> I'm sitting here with a plastic cup. <laughs> I'm sitting here with a plastic Like, I can't tell you how poorly, how nay, 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 I'm doing on the <laughs> pick my values over convenience. <laughs> when I tell you I'm, I am to go back to another episode, I am the biggest horse around. <laughs> I just cannot... I cannot make progress on this one. And the problem is I can make progress on it. I'm lazy. <laughs> we have we know this. It seems like every time I walk by somewhere and they you know they got a plastic cup, I'm like, oh yes, I must buy this. <laughs> so I'm just gonna have to be better. Yeah. <sighs> what was my other ones? That one's just the one that's always on my mind. <laughs> so I'm like, God, I'm doing so bad at this. Taking up more space, I've been doing it. Slaying it. <laughs> you could probably feel my energies right <laughs> through the mic through the mic because i'm slaying it yeah those are like so i feel like i'm neutral i feel mm-hmm. like i'm neutral right now because all the space i'm taking up is being just counteracted by all the trash i'm producing <laughs> you know what i mean it's like ah oh, man cat what about you well you left out one of your goals which was working out more <sighs> um i walked here Mm um so that's about all i've been doing is walking which is better than i usually do yeah i usually sit and read (laughs) Um, so i mean i'm gonna have to hit it with a nay like i'm proud of myself for walking a little more but i'm still gonna have to hit it with the nay well i think we're gonna get a little i don't know if you're full on nay but we're gonna get more into this Mm -hmm. and later in our show so for me, Slayer Nay, I am, I hope, I'm going to say I am like minorly slaying at my career, but I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel How are you going to say doing. minor slay? <laughs> slay is not something on a spectrum. You know what I mean? It's like you are not. I just like, I've started a new job like 10 weeks ago and I, and I, the way that I've picked up everything and my performance and like the quantity of work I produce, I, I don't know. I'm like, kind of, I'm kind of killing it, but I'm not like full on satisfied. But that is n- neither here or there. I feel like I've, I've been like more inspired lately to actually mm. start my career coaching business because I'm giving everyone free career advice anyway. Yeah. So I might as well start getting paid for it. Yes. Charge. If you guys need career advice. <laughs> I will be charging. She's you. very good at it. I'm progressing at an exponential rate. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did something spectacular has occurred in your career. Also, your music career is blowing up. Blowing up. Uh, if you ain't on the Misha Aaron train, you better be on it because you're about to get left. A <laughs> choo-choo. <laughs> Getting left. Cats on it. So I'm on it. I'm on the train. I'm good. I'm I'm like I got a seatbelt on. I am ready for this ride. You super glued to the seat. Right. You ain't leaving. <laughs> You ain't, you ain't leaving. leaving. You ain't leaving me. 
Kat's like, I'm, I'm the conductor, actually. Right. <laughs> I'm shoveling coal into the fire. <laughs> I'm going to help you get right. there. Um, so for falling in love with fitness, I'm going to do that last. Let's talk about my, my mental health. <laughs> my mental health and my depression. So... Honestly, I've been great. Mm. I've been great. I've been seeing Say it, it, preach it. Seeing my therapist regularly, seeing my psychiatrist regularly, working through all of my issues. Just like the layers of issues. Are, I are you slaying on layers? <laughs> on each layer are you slaying? I'm just I'm asking I'm just trying the audience wants to know. I am sl- I I will say that my therapist complimented me on the progress I made. Around my food issues. Hey! So, uh, slay, uh, slay, 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 slay. All day. <laughs> and we also just came up with a trap rap group <laughs> called <laughs> Slay All Day or One Slay Begets Another. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like, men- like mentally and just like my mental health has been... So, I mean, I've had still had a lot of stressors mm-hmm. in my life, but I'm handling things really well and I feel great. And I'm just like so glad that I'm like not trapped in depression anymore. And I, I feel like my normal self, I would like I definitely when I was first on it, I was like unusually happy. But mm-hmm. now I've like leveled out and I'm just like, oh, I'm normal. Like this is this is like who I am. This and it. this is who I was before um, my depression and I feel, yeah, like I feel great. It's really nice to feel again and to feel joy and to feel love and passion. And yes, get that, man. If you're if you're struggling, there is a way out. I love this way. so much. I love it so much because I just think back to when we first recorded our episode mm-hmm. of our goals for the year mm-hmm. and how this was just a hope for you how you were like i just want to be in this position so it's been so awesome to see you slowly progress Mm -hmm. and i think that you know when so many people are going through this they're like i want to flick a switch and just be happy (laughs) and i think that what you've shown is that sometimes it's a process and sometimes it's a long process Mm -hmm. but it's so awesome to see you on the other end of it and just you know yay be happy (laughs) yeah and it's like been great because like Back when I was depressed, it'd be more of a struggle to laugh. But mm-hmm. like you and I spent the day together today, mm-hmm. we were just laugh nonstop laughing all mm-hmm. the time, and mm-hmm. like to feel the joy of laughter and to like smile sincerely, mm-hmm. fantastic, five stars, fully recommend it, full slay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then falling in love with fitness. So actually, as a result of my depression, I stopped working out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was <laughs> while like while still depressed, I was working out maybe four, still like four or five mm-hmm. days a week, um, mostly because I had to get my steps in, <laughs> and <laughs> and so I like at one point when I started sinking deeper into my depression, I'm like why do I even work out? Like mm. who cares? I don't even like at, why leave the house. Mm-hmm. So then I just like stopped working out, and so since then I've been like low key garbage mm. about falling back in love with fitness. Uh, and not not living my best life in mm. that aspect, but that is something that you and I are gonna discuss today mm-hmm. in our main topic. Wait, but first I'm gonna have to hit you with a nay. Okay, fine. It's I, a I can't do that to you. I'm sorry. Nay. I can't talk about your experience. I just need to know if you slaying or nay. That's it's all. Nay. I need to... I'm naying, y'all. I didn't mean to shame you, Kat. No. I'm, a, I'm a fool. I'm a See, fool horse. What? Let's pause. What we witnessed here was one woman shaming another woman to feel better. <laughs> I low-key did that. I high-key did that to Kat on air. I was like, what is that? Is that a nay? It mm. sounds like a nay. It sounds like, I if it smells it. like and tastes like a nay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a nay, Kat. So. <laughs> Don't hit that Dang. transition until you say nay, okay? Okay. Dang. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Vicious. <laughs> Way to support me in my struggles, Misha. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's about accountability. It's about Slayer Name's about accountability. Yeah. Keeping us right in our lives, attaining our goals. 
Yo, you are real serious. You're like pointing to yourself, attaining <laughs> our goals. <laughs> so our main segment, um, we want to talk about issues with food and health fitness and, and health fitness. Yeah. Like just let's really kind of unpack mm-hmm. cultural expe- expectations around health and fitness, mm-hmm. our own body issues and food shame. We're going to get like really, really real with y'all. Mm-hmm. So if you've like ever struggled with body issues or had issues with food, this is for y'all, boo. Mm-hmm. This is for you. So y'all, I don't even know how long it's been, like a year, and 10 months. How long has it been since we've been friends? For We've been friends for since the summer of 2015. I can't even keep track. It feels like forever. That's, it's almost two years. <laughs> it feels like forever. <laughs> but the, one of the first things I really knew about Kat was that she loved to work out. And this was so crazy to me because I don't, even the athletes that I know don't like to work out. Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? So it, it was just the oddest thing to me. I was like, how can you be someone who wants to actually be sweaty <laughs> who wants to actually feel some aches like that doesn't make sense to me and throughout our friendship you know i've for just in general i think that has been a theme that has stayed constant is this dedication to working out and no matter like the flow of up and down you know it's mm-hmm. still a matter of being around somebody who I feel like has much more of a positive relationship to working out than most of my friends have and so that i think it's just been helpful for me to begin to challenge like, Ooh, why do I have such a negative reaction to this? Why do I have such a negative reaction to food, like body image, health? What, what mm-hmm. is that about? So dang, for one, we passed slaying nay, but I'm gonna say you slaying the game of inspiration. <laughs> Cause I'm like, what the hell going wrong with me then? What? You know what I mean? So one of the things I'm interested in is what were you taught about, working out or your body image when mm-hmm. you were younger so i <clears throat> as you guys all know i grew up on the south side of chicago around in a predominantly black community and my family is from the south from like my grandma's from mississippi so those were the values we were raised with and so it was a lot of emphasis and pressure on clearing your plate like your fat, like your grandma or grandparents, your mom would provide you with a large serving and yeah, be like, right. you're not, it's like mommy, I'm full. There's still food on your plate. Mm-hmm. And just like kind of this pressure to always like clean my plate. So mm-hmm. like as a, an adult, I cr- I've like developed an obsession of like around food. Mm-hmm. And if food is there, I must clean, like mm-hmm. I must eat it. Mm-hmm. I must clear it even if I don't have mm-hmm. a desire for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like something we'll get into later because that is what my therapist said I made so much progress on. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> but like, yeah, just around that. And then I also, I grew up as an athlete. So like, I just always find like fitness to be fun and mm-hmm. just being active and playing. Like I'm always playing outside, always riding mm-hmm. my bike, playing basketball, playing baseball, like all, like that's just, you know, mm-hmm. how I live my life and swimming and I think like my mom really encouraged me to play sports, mm-hmm. which is why I probably have like a healthy relationship mm-hmm. with fitness um, because I found so much joy in playing mm-hmm. sports and um, like swimming. Just mm-hmm. it was like a, it's just something that you love. Yeah. And I, it, like earlier you were joking with me. It's just like, how are you always excited to go to volleyball? Right. Why are you riding your bike everywhere? I was like, <laughs> because they're fun. Okay. It's fun. Like that's torture. It's so fun. Don't you love it? (laughs) No, I don't, Kat. I don't. But, well, what about you? I feel like we're so opposite on this one. Growing up for me, I, you know, well, I do think that we had a very similar experience with, you know, that Southern heavy food, mm-hmm. all of it being on your plate and not really being given a decision to walk away from the table unless it's clean. For mm-hmm. one, it was always like, if this is on the, your plate, you clean it off, which I think mm-hmm. is a very specific relationship that kind of follows you throughout your life. But I think because of that, it just caused me to develop a certain way of thinking about eating and health. But I also think that 
I, when it comes to the body image, a lot of people in my family are overweight. And so I think that I saw them struggling with that and really struggling. I mean, depression, being self-detrimental, making fun of each other to feel better about how unhealthy they were, dealing with so many health issues. And so I think that because of that, I also, for a really long time, have had a very, and sometimes still have a very negative association with food to being unhealthy Mm -hmm. and being depressed and although I don't suffer from depression, a lot of people in my family do. Mm-hmm. And so just in general, I'm like, Ooh, okay. Got to start questioning that. And when the body image thing is so interesting because you know, there's this whole idea of like, okay, but you thick, you got meat on your bones. And it's like, mm, am I really thick or do I, <laughs> or am I obese? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, to, which one I'm supposed to be and which one right. is socially right. acceptable. But I think that for me saying that I was thick was a way of basically justifying being really out of shape yeah. <laughs> because I was a part of a particular, just a particular environment where that mm-hmm. is how people were thinking and talking about things. And if you were skinny, they were like, why aren't you eating? Right. <laughs> Maybe you're healthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe you're healthy. Yeah. Uh, that's real, that's interesting you said that because, um, so for me, like body image growing up wasn't necessarily like a thought, but mm-hmm. there was definitely when I hit puberty, I went from a size eight to a size 16 mm. so like big difference and you know like my cousins would like kind of tease me like oh i guess mm. you're pleasantly plump now and like say stuff mm. like that but like at the same time i didn't care because like mm. it's it's not something that i was like bullied for mm-hmm. or and that didn't stop like people from thinking that i was like pretty or whatever mm. and it's it's interesting growing up in the black community where it's okay to have like extra pounds and like Mm -hmm. not be not be judged and like still be seen as beautiful Mm -hmm. um at any size and i didn't actually develop body issues until i was in predominantly white environments Mm. so i like if i stayed on the south side like never left i would probably think that like yo check me out i mean i still think like i'm fly like look how look how gorgeous i am like i like my body (laughs) but but i definitely just being in white spaces Hmm. gave me (laughs) gave me like i grew up in a white space maybe that's the commonality (laughs) it's just like when when you're in an all-black community these eurocentric standards of beauty are not placed on you Mm. and i didn't feel that pressure and i just had like i associated exercise with the joy Mm. not with weight loss not with anything else like as a kid to i would i would exercise but i would do things like dance for an Mm. hour like play blast music and dance and just like be happy and smiling and pretend i was a choreographer making all my Mm. own moves and then like or like doing Tai Bo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I like love doing like punching Those and kissing. tapes. I love Tai Bo so much. I love it so Those much. Those tapes. What was that dude's name? Do you remember? Oh, uh, Billy name? Blanks. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> Your memory is impeccable. <laughs> Billy Blanks. <laughs> Delightful. But like, that's just kind of, I've, I've always, I've never thought of it as fitness. I thought of it as like a fun activity to do. Um, I know you're like shaking your head, like, girl, who are you? But like also, and that's why I never felt yeah. pressure to mm-hmm. exercise. And I didn't have like negative, um, ideas around like exercise mm. as in it's like something you have to do. It's, yeah. It's like well, there always seemed to be this expectation around fitness for me when I was growing up. My sister's dad is a tennis player. And mm-hmm. I remember one time he took us out to play tennis and it wasn't fun. Like he was making <laughs> us run suicides and like uh. running around the court. And he was like, you're going to be the next Venus and Serena, you know? So it was just like, so like that was one of my first entrances into working out and like, and doing anything sports related Mm -hmm. and it just seems so much like torture to us we were just like why are we doing this why do we have to do this you know my sister went completely opposite because her dad is very athletic Mm -hmm. and has always played sports she had this figure in her life that 
always made sports very positive and always showed the value of going to practice and doing these kind of things. But that wasn't necessarily the case for me. And I think also being artistic, there's always this dichotomy that's set up where if you're this artist and musician, you're the opposite of athletic. You stay mm-hmm. indoors and you create your art yeah. <laughs> and you don't you walk out and you cower because the sun is so yeah. bright, you know? <laughs> Whereas like, you know, my sister who played softball, it was very much like, I'm in shape. I go to practice. Why am I doing my homework? Do you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was very much like those types of, even if it was true or not, those types of ways of stereotyping were kind of placed on. I think I've I lived into one of them very well. Mm-hmm. So now I'm 27 and can't do a push up, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it! You know, I just <laughs> what are ways to start to start unlearning these unhelpful narratives I've learned about myself, mm-hmm. these unhelpful standards, these unhelpful ways of operating in certain spaces that are preventing from me slaying the fitness game because you know what all through the year we're gonna do slay and nay and i'm getting mm-hmm. tired of saying nay <laughs> so what am i doing um uh, it's like that's so tough because like if you don't find that pleasurable or enjoyable mm-hmm. you're just not gonna enjoy it mm-hmm. and if you're not gonna enjoy it, you're not gonna want to do it exactly that's the cycle i'm in right. is that some people are like, well, you know, find something that you love to do. Find a physical activity you love to do. I barely like to walk. <laughs> and it's only because I got a Fitbit that I'm walking. Do you know what I mean? So like, I mean, your Fitbit has made you more competitive. It really has made me more competitive. My mom is crazy on it. It's just insane. So I am walking a lot more in that. You know, I'm like, why are my hips hurting? You know, oh, because I'm actually walking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. And so maybe it's just a matter of starting in a very small place. It's yeah. being like walking more turns into running, turns into this. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, for me, I see people like you. I see people who are running marathons and I'm like, oh, but I'm not there. Do you know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. must be doing something very terrible. I think what, one thing I have to tell myself is I'm not cat. I don't love fitness. <laughs> so me walking an extra 2000 steps a day is a really good start. Mm-hmm. Like that is a really helpful way to be, but I think it's, it's such a hard mindset to be in. Right. But a year from now, that'll make a huge difference. And like, I totally agree. And I think kind of where I've kind of like ruined my relationship with like fitness and exercise is that I put so much pressure on myself to attain the same goals that like I know that I can do. So it's like, I know that I can like bench press over like over a hundred pounds. Can I now? No, my muscles are all weak and flimsy because I haven't been like working out the way I should. (laughs) But, and I put so much like internal pressure on myself. Like Catherine, you can accomplish this. Like you've done it. You Mm -hmm. can do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. And then I psych myself out. Mm -hmm. And it's such like this cyclical mental struggle where I'm, I'm like, Catherine used to like, you know, do an hour of boot camp just casually. Mm-hmm. And you and like used to like do <laughs> do like really casually. intense workouts and be really good and be like really fast. And mm-hmm. I'm highly competitive. So I'm always like trying to be the best in the class. Even if I'm not the fittest, mm-hmm. I will like I will do my squats faster. I will do my burpees faster. Mm-hmm. I will dan- I will outdance you. I my competitiveness really like helps drive me, but like in my mind, it's like if I'm only going to the gym for like there's no point in going to the gym if I'm not going to be there for an hour. Mm-hmm. And my therapist I was like talking to my therapist about it. And she's just like, don't put that level of pressure mm-hmm. on yourself. You're not who you were like several months ago. Mm-hmm. Just go 15 minutes. Yeah. Or even take the time to walk there. At least you're there. Maybe right. you're going to feel like getting on a lip cold. Maybe you're going to feel like doing some burpees. But just take like 15 minutes, like don't just slowly build up and redevelop like what Mm. you enjoy and like why you enjoy and those great feelings that exercise provide Mm. for you and just start in a very small place. So you're not Mm. like psyching yourself out, which I'm totally doing. And like with you. I love that cat. (laughs) I love that so much of if you get if you if you walk there for 15 minutes and you get there and you're like, I'm going to stay on the elliptical for one minute. Right. Yo, I walked to the gym. That's way more than I did yesterday. Exactly. You know, I just love the idea of starting small and Mm -hmm. the person I am yesterday is not the person I am today. Right. And I have to give myself credit (laughs) for at least even trying. Right. Yeah. Um, Just like 
like honestly once i'm at the gym i'm just slaying but like now it's such a mental battle to like get there for me Mm -hmm. so um i so like you were saying i I, the summer we were met i was like running a 5k Mm -hmm. uh which was the first one i ever Mm -hmm. ran i think no maybe maybe the second one anyway um also mini backstory after a softball accident a doctor told me i would never run again jokes on you doc y'all don't know everything y'all don't y'all don't guess what Uh, you nay (laughs) name to my doctor got that wrong (laughs) (laughs) not today (laughs) um and so like i i hate running i think it's the absolute worst it Mm -hmm. makes my boobs hurt it makes everything hurt it's a great workout i hate it Mm -hmm. i don't but i like challenging myself Mm -hmm. and pushing myself and telling myself like you know what cap you can do it just if you're if you're only running one block today that is more than you ran yesterday Mm -hmm. and slowly it'll be two blocks three blocks and next thing you know you're running three miles Mm -hmm. and it's really about just like building on your progress and i need to as i like saying this it's like i know that i need to Mm -hmm. because like now before i only wore like workout pants and like yoga pants to work out and now i'm just wearing them casually they're so comfortable <laughs> they're so comfortable but i need to like <laughs> pull on a sports bra and go to the gym right oh. now <laughs> but they're so comfortable. it's like it's so hard it's is a thing that i know i need to do and what's so interesting to me is is not working out is so counterintuitive to who i am as a person mm-hmm. because i am a person that's like in 50 years this is going to impact me. So I should or should not do it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I don't drink a lot because in 50 years, I probably going to be more positive. Mm-hmm. I'm saving for retirement because in 50 years, it's going to be more positive. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because when I'm 60, I'm going to be glad I did it. And yet I'm like, yo, if I lost about 20 pounds, my joints are going to last like 30 right. more years. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yet, even though I'm that person, mm-hmm. the mental exercise it takes to get up and go outside and do that action mm-hmm. is so draining to me i just and like i think you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself by saying just even being in the mentality like i need to lose 20 pounds mm-hmm. like that mentality i find is just like it's such a block to starting mm-hmm. and just saying like you know what i want to be able to walk for 15 minutes and just like feel okay i want to be mm-hmm. able to like run a block and walk a block and run a block and walk a block. Like I think that like at this current point in time, worrying about weight loss Mm -hmm. is not going to be the best like mental exercise for Mm -hmm. you. And just slowly finding a, finding a space to where you're like, you know what? I like, I did this today. I feel really good. Maybe like, maybe I can do it tomorrow or maybe I can do it in Mm -hmm. two days. Kat, you know what I love about you? My beautiful face that too um yeah i do love your face but i think this is a little off topic but i don't think it's on topic i think off topic i think that's you are always like no i like to exercise you know and there's so many people who even when they when they're doing something or they're in shape they have been taught to not be to be humble about it you mm-hmm. know what i mean so even when i I'm around people who want to run. They're like, oh, yeah, I run, but it's like such a chore. And I'm like, is it really a chore? Are you just saying that because you don't want to come off as that person like, who <laughs> loves fitness? You know what I mean? And so I think that it's just really, it's really good for me to be around somebody who's like, yeah, I like to run. Yeah, I like to do volleyball. And I'm not going to be ashamed about it. Right. No humble, not like, I'm no not going to be brag. humble like that. Yeah. <laughs> no brag. Like, right. <laughs> I like it's to do like, this. Right. And there, and, and it's like kind of, funny there's such this like contradiction between like body positivity Mm -hmm. and like exercise and health and fitness Mm -hmm. and i feel like on both so you and i were talking earlier and it's just like yeah look at how beautiful like look how this plus size celebrity look how beautiful they are representing for Mm -hmm. body positivity and then they lose like ashley graham lost what 10 pounds and she looked people a little came thinner. at her they were yeah and just like attacking like they oh you don't love your body now her. what's wrong with you it's just like right. can i not exercise and eat well mm-hmm. just for myself like i just there's 
it's oddly there's so much shame with exercising mm-hmm. and so much shame with not exercising right. like no matter what you do you're not winning at life <laughs> unless well, you do it for yourself i think that's such a good point because even when i'm just talking to people and you know for me i think you're definitely right about if your whole mindset is oh i need to run so i can lose 20 pounds like it's that's just really hard but even though that's the case i just mm-hmm. think that's a fact that if i lose 20 pounds it's going to be better on my joints you know mm-hmm. and so there's this balance of, oh, I love myself, but I actually want to be healthier. Mm-hmm. And so I think in a in a way of being body positive, sometimes people are just not encouraging of other people to get get healthier. Mm-hmm. And I've been around people where I'm like, yeah, I want to start working out. Like I want to be healthier. I would love to like be able to like fit in pants without being insecure about it. And people are like, love yourself. No, don't worry about it. And I'm like, mm. I get what you're <laughs> saying. Like it's so helpful and so positive that you're so positive. But sometimes I need that person who's going to be like, yeah, go for a walk. Yeah. Go for a run. If, if you want to lose 10 pounds in order to feel better about yourself, do that. Yeah. Because what I'm finding is the opposite is just not helpful. Right. Like we've, you know, we've been, I love this whole loving and embracing yourself but sometimes i'm like i don't want to love and embrace the 20 pounds heavier Mm -hmm. and i do love myself but i'm also like this joint pain sucks right right. and i want to get to that place so that's that's the also a challenge i'm having is i do love myself i do but i don't want to be shamed for also wanting to love a misha that's 20 pounds lighter you know and what i'm finding is that people having good intentions are also shaming a desire that i have and i don't know how to interact with that Mm -hmm. and i don't know how to like counter i just it's confusing to me i'm like how does this take place you're being nice but it feels kind of (laughs) productive it's a very awkward space to be in because people want to be supportive when someone may be um Mm self-deprecating they're like no no that that's not true about you and and at the same time it's while it, there's always an issue with mm-hmm. well intentions mm-hmm. and well intentions can always be can backfire more often than not honestly so i have one i have one more major question than yeah you. because i think that with fitness mm-hmm. also comes this whole portion about food mm-hmm. you know and people are you like look at tumblr and you look at things and people are like eat healthy work out and you'll yeah. get there and i'm like oh for some of us that whole eating healthy portion is really hard yeah <laughs> it's and it's not necessarily a for me i've had to really think about like shit how often do i think about food a day mm-hmm. it feels much more like an addiction yeah and much less like a, oh yeah i just enjoy mac and cheese it's like mm-hmm. no i want the mac and cheese yeah. like is is this crack i'm not sure <laughs> I, you know so i'm for for somebody like you who loves fitness so much i'm wondering what is your relationship with food and like how does that impact your fitness i have an absolutely terrible relationship with food um i so like with my one therapist, we were making no progress on my food issues. Mm-hmm. And so I went to another therapist who's um, who said that my thoughts seemed a bit uh, obsessive. Mm-hmm. And as, as a result, I had compulsions mm-hmm. like related around these obsessive thoughts. So like, just like you, I, I honestly would think about food every single day. Mm-hmm. And if I had like, if there was like, if I, the thought crossed my head, that I wanted like this particular type of mm-hmm. food and I know that it's in my kitchen. I will not stop thinking about yeah. it until I get up and eat it and then I'll eat it. And like, I don't find it mm-hmm. satisfying, but right. the thoughts in my head like finally mm-hmm. shut up so I can like be productive. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the exercise that we, that she had me practice is that, okay, well, when those thoughts come, tell yourself in five minutes, you can just have it. You can eat it. And then the next day, do 10 minutes. And the next day, 15. And, mm-hmm. like, slowly go up by five minutes. Oh. So, like, 
I within a week of doing that, mm. my thoughts just like went away. Interesting. Like, it's, no, it's I don't understand how it worked that so effectively, but I'm also on a bunch of drugs right now, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. probably helps. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like just I just started a new medication that helps with like uh, mm. obsessive compulsions. And so, but also just like telling myself, like, you can have it in 30 minutes. Mm. Like, let me, let me focus on finishing this Mm. email and you can have it. Cool. Mm. And then my brain's like, okay. Mm. And then I forget. I forget that it even existed and silence the thoughts and I don't have to Mm. like think about it. Well, and what I think so interesting about that too, is that it's not necessarily starting with cut it off. You know, it's like. (laughs) Your body is in, and I, one of the things that I think is most important for me to point out is that food is being genetically engineered currently in order to get us addicted to it. And so there is a certain level of like, you are reacting to an addiction yeah, and it is also causing you to think about it all the time. Mm -hmm. So having a way of creating distance, I just think is helpful. I'm going to steal that. Oh, for (laughs) sure. For sure. But I, that for me is the problem is that and, and, um, my doctor's like, get off the sugar, you know, but <laughs> I, there's sugar in everything. And right. so now I'm just starting to question, you know, when I'm at my best and I'm eating clean and by clean, I mean like a lot of salads, a lot mm-hmm. of raw fruits and vegetables. It is very rare that I think about food until my stomach growls. Right. Like I just right. don't think about it. Yeah. Very true. As very soon true. as I start adding anything with processed sugar, it is crazy. My mm-hmm. brain is just always thinking about food and so i and no it's an actual addiction though like processed sugar is an actual addiction and my and my therapist is like it's it's not your fault like they literally made Mm -hmm. this to be addictive and that's why you're that's why you think about it Mm nonstop, and that's why your body craves it and she wasn't even like you know what you need to change your diet she's Mm -hmm. just like you know just tell your body Mm -hmm. in 30 minutes just have it and then i i don't know why that's so effective for me but yeah. it's just like ugh, i don't really care anymore i didn't really want it anyway it's so much better than like eating it and mm. not feeling satisfied it's like it makes me so mad I like thought i thought about that for 40 bite. minutes exactly now i just feel terrible well not like it's not even about feeling bad it's just like this doesn't taste as good as yeah. like my mind made me believe that. so that's like but tell tell us more about your doctor y'all so i i was in this doctor's appointment and she's on this no sugar kick like everybody's getting on this no sugar kick and she was like misha you know one of the worst things you could be eating is processed sugar people were always talking about fat and all these other things but one of the worst things is sugar and i was like okay yeah talking like an addict because i'm addicted to processed sugar so i was like (laughs) yeah but but (laughs) and she was like no i'm really serious like this this is very addictive and you don't necessarily think about how it's in all of your food and this is keeping you going back to certain types of food and i was like yeah like i really love candy (laughs) and she was you know saying that it were especially for women it reacts with your with particular hormones and it causes way more weight gain and so i even when she said that i was like yeah but like i'm okay (laughs) with a little weight gain you know what i mean because that twix bar is delicious (laughs) And then she hit me with this and I was like, well played doctor. She said, well, you know that sugar processed sugar wasn't even in many of our diets until like the early 18th or 19th century when slave labor began to be used to process the sugar before it was way too, it was way too labor intensive for people to actually um, process the sugar. And then with the rise of slave labor also rose our consumption of sugar. And so she was like, if that motivates you in the same way that it motivates me, go for it. And I was just like, hit you with the slave labor. Right. (laughs) This white woman knew how to do this. It felt like she was really using her privilege on me, her intellect. I was like, ah, doctor, are you supporting slave labor? Right. But it it was so like it was a wake up moment to me, you know, in a in a very in in true Misha fashion. It took mm-hmm. this like intellectual move before mm-hmm. I was like, hold up, <laughs> you know. It was like your body is like aching and you're eating this Twix bar. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I can eat another like another Twix. It's cool. But it was like slave labor, and I was like, no, I'm <laughs> done with this. You know? 
but it was so interesting to me to think about the role that slave labor um, played in introducing something into our diet mm-hmm. and how much of a slave I am to sugar is, mm. you know, to just draw quite a literal connection. <laughs> yeah. And that was just a turning point for me. I was like, I can't do this. Like mm-hmm. I, this is something that's so unhealthy. It's something that creates these obsessive ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. And if I really want to be healthy and like start to slay, <laughs> I got to get off this stuff. <laughs> y'all i'm i know there are people here listening who i don't want to speak for y'all but i know that y'all probably going through some same struggles when it comes to fitness and food let us know this because we want to hear from y'all for sure for sure and like we are we are fully exposing ourselves these Mm -hmm. are like not easy things to talk about these are things that i've literally cried over like Mm -hmm. the first time i brought up my food issues to my therapist Mm -hmm. I had a, like I had to leave. I had to stop the session 10 mm. minutes before it was over because I was sobbing hysterically mm. and I barely talked about my food issues. I just started talking about it and I just could not stop crying because I have so much shame around mm. it. And so like now be able to talk about it and be like, oh, it's OK. I'm not mm. the only one struggling with this. I don't need to like cry over it. Um, I want to ask you so a question better. about food. Yeah. How I want to. So maybe a comment first. I want to get to the point. You know, all these foodies who are just like, oh, I just love the nuance and flavor, you know, that kind of stuff. I want to be at the point of where I'm like, I love food, (laughs) not because I'm addicted to food, Mm -hmm. but because I have a healthy relationship with it and it tastes delicious. But currently I love food because I'm like, oh, it's feeding an addiction to sugar I have. You know what I mean? (laughs) So what... And maybe, I don't know if you're thinking about this, but what are ways to begin to have a healthy relationship with food food, where you can say, I love food. I love it. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily the same love as I'm going back to something that helps me with this addiction Mm -hmm. and a love in the sense of, I appreciate what this does for my body Mm -hmm. and what it does for my taste buds in a very, you know, like, just like healthy way. Right. Ooh, I don't have an answer for you. I like it's still, like something that I've honestly I have to like grow into and I have mm. to grow into it slowly. So for breakfast, either I eat like um f- like plain faye two percent Greek yogurt mm-hmm. with chia seeds and fresh berries, mm-hmm. um, or I eat um, oatmeal with pumpkin seeds and flax seeds and mm-hmm. an apple, and it's just and I find that to be like very pleasurable, but mm-hmm. it. It, no, not overnight. Yeah, like eating like that took four years. Right, <laughs> <laughs> eating like plain Greek yogurt was disgusting. Mm. It was sour, and I and it's uh, something that I slowly had to adjust to and learn. And now I like I love it. Like my coworkers always like yapping about and happy is about eating yogurt but i'm like it's delicious Mm -hmm. and it's something that you slowly have to develop and maybe i would probably just recommend starting with breakfast like finding like yummy wholesome Mm -hmm. breakfast foods that you enjoy Mm -hmm. um but then also at the same time not restricting yourself if someone brings in donuts Mm -hmm. but like just be like man this yogurt is delicious Mm -hmm. And, and just like um and also kind of be careful with certain oatmeals with mm. like extra sugar in it. Mm. So like the kind you buy mm. in that little packet at the grocery store. Um, and it's actually really affordable to make mm. your own oatmeal. Like you make it with like chia seeds and put in like nuts and stuff and just buy rolled oats at like Trader Joe's. So it's like that's pretty easy and saves money and it's like convenience. Just somewhere where you slowly mm. uh, try to use natural sugars mm. like honey like the sh- hmm. fresh fruit like the sugars in that to kind of make it more desirable and to kind of satisfy the sugar need the sh- hmm. like sugar you need in your body and then slowly kind of like work yeah. from there i'm i'm working on more salads for lunch i think salads are delicious i love salads they're so 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 good depending on how healthy i am i either use cream or vinaigrette dressing <laughs> <laughs> I love like a fresh lemon with olive oil. Mm. I I love salads. Do I eat them as much as I should? No, because I'm kind of lazy and other foods taste delicious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes I want variety. But like, just be like, you know, have one salad, we have two. Mm. And just, it's kind of like working your way up with Mm. fitness. You work your way up with food. Yeah. 
And then eventually you just like, and then boom, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> bam, <laughs> I'm you there. Like find it like you find it more enjoyable. And also with changing your relationship with food, put yourself in an atmosphere where you can mm. enjoy the food, mm-hmm. you know, like I honestly, I need a change where I eat. Cause like I'll mm. eat breakfast at my desk at mm. work, which is not like while reading emails and I shouldn't mm. do that. Mm. Um, but like just sitting eating you know what i think you are so right about the atmosphere right probably one of the best and most healthy relationships i've ever had with food is when i was in that monastery for a month Mm. and we had to be silent for 12 hours a day and that meant that we ate our meals in silence and what that meant was that the entire time I was eating, I was paying attention to my food. Mm-hmm. I was paying attention to how it felt when I chewed it. Right. You know, I'm in a monastery, so I'm like, oh, I'm so thankful for its food. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because they're, they serve you a amount of food, like for the first week, I left hungry all the time. I was just like, ah, all I can think about is the next time I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting that after three weeks of being there, and eating silently, how much more of an appreciation I had for food just as a, and you know, when people are like, how can you ever think of food as a form of fuel? That's not a very loving way of doing And I'm like, just as a, oh, something that the earth produces right, and yeah. that fuels my body, yeah. it was so, be- it was right. just very beautiful to me. And so what you're saying is reminding me that in that moment when I was so mindful of what I was eating, mm-hmm. And I was thankful for the amount that I was eating. Right. It was just my relationship to, to food was much more wholesome. Mm-hmm. And it felt so much more deep. And now I'm just like pop some crackers in my mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> on to the next thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. Like the environment that you're eating, how you're paying attention, who you're, who you're with. Mm-hmm. It works wonders. Like I love having meals with you. I've because we're smiling, we're laughing, mm-hmm. we're talking, and the and like the oh my god. Also having mo- meals with you is the most ridiculous experience <laughs> that like I have ever seen. So like you know grabbing go, like grabbing some sushi rolls with you, or you have like a vegetarian dragon sushi roll from Enzo, and you're just like. Mm. I emote a lot when I eat just like it's it's funny and like really enjoyable to watch you enjoy your food Mm -hmm. it's like a great experience (laughs) to be like for like me but it's how satisfied and I think that you're in that moment you're truly appreciating Mm -hmm. it and you're Mm -hmm. truly like enjoying it and we're just like laughing so it's not like as we're talking and laughing we're not shoveling it into our mouths and um and i just i think that's a really pleasurable experience eating Mm. with you it's very funny we had a lovely little breakfast together this morning we ate scones yes it was it was i can't i almost i did almost choke on my scone (laughs) laughing at misha so actually i recommend never eat with misha unless you don't Don't mind choking on food and don't do it don't do it Well, on that note, I think that we should wrap it up mm-hmm. and feature another oh, black, black woman. You were not ready for that. I, I knew what tone you wanted to set. And I was like, no, <laughs> not today, Kat. We're going where I want to set the tone. <laughs> well, do you want to introduce our black woman? Just almost suddenly. I hope I said her name correctly. Jessamon yeah. Stanley. Yeah. She is a yoga instructor. She um, identifies, I think she identifies as queer, black woman. She is very body positive. She identifies as fat. And um, this particular woman was going to a lot of yoga classes and had a very positive experience in one particular studio and one particular school of yoga. But then when she started going to other yoga studios, um, she realized how, for one, how white they were yeah. <laughs> and for two, how terrible people were like they, it was just not a very accepting space. People were constantly looking at her and shaming her for being a black in her words, fat woman who was willing to be in a space without covering up her body. Mm -hmm. And so she started taking pictures. She started an Instagram in order to empower herself 
and in order to power other women to not necessarily be ashamed of where they are in their fitness journey and their yoga journey. I was like, ah, I got roles too. (laughs) Do you mean I could do yoga? And you can. I, um, I actually went to a yoga class with my friend Danielle recently and the teacher is this like full figured black woman with natural hair. And I'm just like, yes. yes. And like very generous, like modifying the poses and making sure like the, um, if you need extra attention, she's giving it. And it was also hot yoga. So I damn near passed out. <laughs> so, but she was just like so kind and so generous and her words were so generous mm-hmm. um and it was just like kind of this really nice spiritual space and mm. typically i hate yoga but like i go to yoga classes where mm. it's you know loaded with skinny white women and the teacher's like go 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 like going like it's like kind go, of go, aggressive go. and it's not like meditative at all and that's something that yeah. like i need within mm-hmm. yoga and to have the connection with my body and so it was like hot yoga mm. and for like two weeks after i was insanely flexible i don't know why <laughs> because all the hate was out of your body (laughs) well what's you know when i first came across jessamine god i keep getting her name so wrong it's well no it's it's like jasmine but with an a but in the middle jessamine it's a dope name it's a dope name (laughs) yeah but what i i felt that was so interesting about that first interaction was how i felt like she gave me permission Mm mm-hmm and as someone who I think is constantly unlearning certain narratives, it was surprising that I, I felt like I needed permission. Like I needed to see another black woman looking like her doing something like mm-hmm. yoga, do you know? And so for me, it was just like, whoa, as quote woke, <laughs> as I think that I am, there are so many ways I'm still so close minded mm-hmm. and seeing this woman on her Instagram being like, F that I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do a handstand. handstand. Right. <laughs> I was like, Oh, why am I so ashamed mm-hmm. of my body? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, I know why <laughs> we just, I'm trying to unlearn <laughs> all the reasons, but it the, the act of giving me permission and giving other women permission, I just think is so beautiful and so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, I like definitely check out her website and YouTube videos. Her name is spelled J E S S A M Y N. And then Stanley, like, you know, like the Stanley comment. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know things named Stanley other than like a grocery store, and I don't think that's helpful for people. That's not helpful. That's not helpful. It's regional. Um, and that is our show. Thanks so much for tuning in, listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope that you've thought about a few things and you're going to start slow because it's better to start slow than not at all. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, like us on Facebook at Unlearned. Follow us on Twitter at Unlearned underscore shy. Write to us at unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website at unlearnedpodcast.com. Thanks to James T. Green for our music and graphics. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Hit subscribe and rate our show, hopefully five stars. I mean, we're not telling you what to do, but do it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I bet listen to what she said, okay? <laughs> Check out uh, check out the other post loudness shows featuring featuring talented queer female and pick people of color voices. So thanks for listening. Continue to slay through your day, or accept your nays, or accept your nays, mm-hmm. and know that one day they can be slaves. Oh, <laughs> Doctor Cat, I hear you. <laughs> Doctor Cat is in the office. Hey. Um, <laughs> can I set an appointment? <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.